0: your mode of operation at fld is is beautiful that way you you only come well you come for the community because it is a wonderful community but you only come to meet with your trainers and they're there for you at that time so it's like oh i've got to go right i gotta show up today and and then eventually it just becomes part of like your routine and it's something I most, I would say 95% of the time, I look forward to it.
1: <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another exciting episode of the Fitness Line Down podcast, where I am your host and owner extraordinaire, Today, I get to have the honor of talking with one of our own sandbaggers. So this is the first time in FLD podcast history that one of our own in-house in-person clients is coming on. So I will welcome on Shannon Amberg. Shannon, very much I'm grateful and happy to have you on today.
0: Hello, I'm I'm honored that I'm your very first non fitness professional sandbagger to be on. Well,
1: not, not non, I guess, yes, yes, non fitness yeah. professional. That's right. Okay. We are breaking <laughs> barriers today. Um, we might be breaking the podcast stratosphere. That's what I'm going to say. We
0: could change the world today.
1: It's going to happen. I mean, I've already planned it. That's like, that's number two on my list of things to do with you. Um, But uh, for anybody out there, if you have followed FLD, and of course you're only listening to this podcast because you do follow Fitness Line Down as a gym, you probably notice Shannon a lot. I mean, you'd almost think that she's like our paid fitness model for all the times that we use her, her videos and images and our paid and non-paid marketing attempts. Um, she is just a wonderful mover. She makes our gym look very good because she's so super duper strong. And Aww. she's just, uh, you, you, I don't, know. we'll talk more about this because you bring such a great thing to the gym. Um, and I don't even know if you really realize how many lives you touch inside the gym, but for anybody out there that might want to follow Shannon a little bit um, it's gratitude. Maven. I know on the Instagram, yeah. we are trying to talk her into starting her own Instagram account <laughs> where she puts in all her <laughs> fitness stuff. Because she puts all her awesome fitness stuff with her, her adult language and her humor into her stories. So they're gone in 24 hours. Yeah. But I mean, Shannon rocks it in the gym and she likes to share it uh, on her story. So we're trying to find a way that she opens up her own account that way.
0: Yeah. I just need a good name. Like I need a good name for the the okay.
1: (laughs) This sounds like a task for our audience now. They're going to come up with a name for you, right?
0: Yeah, fantastic idea. So
1: all three people out there that are listening right now, (laughs) and I'm a fourth, so I'm going to have my say in this, all three of you, you need to respond somehow, some way. I don't know. I mean, there's no comments or whatever, but let me know what you're thinking. Put it on my Instagram, whatnot, and we're going to make this happen. So that's, boom, we're going to to help you out. Thank that's, you. We're already changing the world just like that because we're going to get you another account. The world is going to be a better place because Shannon's going to have two Instagram accounts.
0: Oh, yes. Three, four, four, actually. Cause... Oh,
1: that's right. Because you've got your business too and all that. <laughs> yeah. so. Wow. You are. That's amazing. Yeah, I, wish, I, was, I wish I was that popular. But
0: Oh, 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 wow. Wow. Well, Maybe anyway. you don't realize how popular you are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I try not to because I have a very large ego. And the more I think about how people love me, then my head. And I always tell Uh, people, and maybe I've told you this in the gym, the fact that my wife is so super duper smart that she's actually had our front entrance into our home redone. So it's really low and very narrow so that I have to really humble myself to get back into the house. And I have to find my big head and shrink it down before I can enter into my home.
0: Did she tell you this? Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's, she, um, it's, yeah, it's like in the gym, I'm like somebody like a superstar, I guess, you know, and on the DVRT universe, people know me, but then mm-hmm. I get home and it's like, did you take out the garbage? And it's like, what? Yeah. don't you know who I am? I don't care yeah. who you are. <laughs> You're my husband first.
0: You shine in the gym. Like you're clearly wow. stepping into your soul purpose and it's really beautiful to witness. So see, and
1: see, this is why I bring on you kind of people because you just butter me up.
0: Oh, and we're going to, I'm going to have to have a talk with your wife to widen that doorway. Maybe I don't
1: know. <laughs> I'll just start entering through the garage door. That should be good enough for me. Um, That's my ego, my ego will fit through the garage door. Uh, mm-hmm. But let's, let's talk about you a little bit because Sure. We know where you are today. I mean, and you're doing an amazing job inside the gym. And we've had some help with uh, a very pregnant dietitian helping you out. Yes. Um, But let's talk about previous. I mean, Mm -hmm. your your athletic events or your athletic self back in the day, your Mm -hmm. way that you would train. I mean, kind of give us a little bit of a background with that, Shannon.
0: Sure. Well, um, just going way back to childhood, I actually grew up in a family with a brother and all boy cousins. So I was the only girl in the entire extended family and I had to keep up. So if I wanted playmates, I had to keep up. And so I learned from a very, very young age um, how to keep up. And a lot of times that was doing really rough stuff. And I just I would, I mean, until I was like age four, I thought I was a boy. That's how, like, that's how um, tough they were on me. And as I grew, I just was always into sports. Um, I'm not any kind of like sporting fanatic, which is so strange, but I uh, really participated in three sports always in high school. And typically was um how do you say this about yourself like i was a standout athlete all through high school it's so weird to say that about yourself but
1: but i believe it and <laughs> so it's okay i mean it's yeah. okay to be <laughs> honest you know
0: so i really enjoyed that aspect of my life and um pushing as far as i could and with you know with what you had in terms of coaching and i, I mean i went to a very small catholic school so we It's not like I went to some big school where you get like recruited to do a bunch of stuff.
1: But
0: I did end up going to college on a volleyball scholarship. So I played collegiate volleyball and that kind of training that was like next level. So many hours in the gym, either playing the game or weightlifting or endurance training or agility training. And it would be like six hours a day. At the beginning of our like our pre-season um you know training and then just hitting it hard for probably seven months. We only had a few months off each year. And um then beyond that, um I just really like to stay active. So I started studying martial arts when I graduated and really loved that. And I don't do that anymore, but um have been thinking about getting back into it. And then I had children, which prevented me from really um, going so hard at moving my body physically as I would have liked. I mean, I was an avid snowboarder. I was an avid runner. And then, you know, you're pregnant, it gets harder to do those things. And so um, I
1: don't, I don't actually know how that is, but I'll take your word for it.
0: <laughs> well, you've witnessed it <laughs> Although, I've been around you know, for a couple
1: pregnancies.
0: Yes, you have. But seeing Megan in the gym is just so <laughs> incredible. She is moving her body
1: just,
0: you know, just like she's not six months pregnant or seven well, months pregnant
1: I, It's funny because I, we just had our little session today, you know, it was uh, Megan, Faith and myself. And I actually, I, I commented to Megan. I'm like, you know, it's actually kind of humorous to watch you struggle now in your normal, like getting up off the floor is a little bit more laborious than it once yeah. was. And, um, but I told her, her, I've never seen a pregnant lady with such a jacked back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, um, well, she's so, so
0: strong anyway. Yeah. And then, I mean, she does have to like work on this orbit that's changing about her <laughs> body, but I just, that wasn't something that I did when I was pregnant, I did move my body a lot of walking, but it wasn't anything like what's available, like Alethea too, when she was pregnant with her children and moving in in your gym and just making it look so effortless and just really getting, yeah, getting them ready for their, their labor and delivery too. Um, So having kids, I, I took some time off from moving my body in any kind of strenuous way. I would walk and I tried to train for a half marathon and I ended up pregnant again. (laughs) So
1: Okay. So note to self, if I (laughs) watch out for training for half marathons, you could get pregnant.
0: Dangerous. It was an unexpected thing, but it really like threw off my training. And so I was like, okay, I'll just have some babies right now. And
1: oh, what a blessing um, though. mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And then in the interim, like we would go to the YMCA, And we would, you know, have memberships and try to, you know, do whatever we could training, working out. But I realized that I needed something um, very structured and I needed somebody to keep me accountable because it was just way too easy for me to be like, I don't feel like going today. And if I do go, what am I going to do? I mean, I just got very bored. And so when I was ready to start Moving my body again in a very deliberate way. Um, this one I found you guys. So I think I found you through Patty, my mm-hmm. our friend Patty. And then that was five years ago. So oh
1: actually it's yeah. past five years, but yeah. Um, that was insane because and I remember you came in like under like a and it's funny, I do remember many people, most of our clients. I, I remember their like first time coming through the door or whatnot. Yeah. Um but you came in under like one of our six week promotions or something to try us out. And then I did. Yeah. I, I thought what was funny though, is the fact that you signed up for one day a week of personal training, right? Yes. Um, yeah. And which is fine. Like we we're just happy to have people. And our training is enough that if you stay active outside of the gym, I mean, like, yeah, I'm not going to hound you be like Oh, you should do this or this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you could tell that, well, you know, and I don't know if any of our audience out there, we're not a high, like, we're not high pressure sales, Mm-mm. right? I mean, it's just like, well, if you want a beer, that's great. If you don't, okay, well, sucks to be you, but um,
0: <laughs> you're missing out, but <laughs> you
1: are missing out, but you signed up for the one week and or the one day a week. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the timeline. And I think then you brought your husband in at some point.
0: Well, so I started in January with that six week trial and it was two days a week for six weeks, which was actually such a screaming deal that nice. i was like i'm going to do this and and then i dropped down to the one time a week training session cuz i was i had a full schedule with teaching at the time and i was also doing some other things outside of that to move my body and then i noticed such imp- i mean ch- changes in 4 months of just coming to you once a week, it was incredible what I noticed in my own body, just strength wise and movement wise. And I was with you guys for it was a year and a half before my husband joined. And okay. at that point, I had gone up to twice a week. Um, I don't know, I think I was with you guys for a year before I went up to, to twice a week.
1: And so that's you went when, up to twice before John came in, then? yeah, I did okay. Because I, I thought I remembered at some point that. Then did John come in for one day a week?
0: I think so. I don't, you know, I don't know. That was because I'll, I'll be go the way
1: the way that my timeline goes in my head is that you were one day a week and then John came in and he was one day a week. And then at some point, because I remember Anthony and I were leaving to go to a conference, and I just got an email from you saying, Okay, my husband and I want to go to two times a week now. Oh, just, okay. Maybe it
0: was at the Yeah, same I felt time. like it was a
1: simultaneous, like both you guys <laughs> that entered in the two times a week, and which is what I think a lot of people that are listening to this right now, what amazes me the most, okay, is the distance that you have to drive to get here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, and this is what they so they'll always talk about, you know, when you start a business, location, 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 mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. very important. But then I've also heard from uh, really smart people in the fitness industry that if you have something that is going to help people, people will drive to find you. Mm-hmm. You know, people will pass. Many gyms to get to your gym, and I mean, you. There's a lot of gyms that you travel past to get to us. And I just honestly, again, once I'm I'm humbled, and I'm just so elated to the fact that you're mm-hmm. willing to do that. And it's not like you know, I don't want to just say, well, you should, Shannon and John only come here and then they go right back home. I mean, I know that sometimes there's other things going on, but I do feel like sometimes you guys just go back home, right?
0: Yeah, I I mean, I did that today. I had another appointment right after my gym appointment with you. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, there are days where I drive in only to go to the gym and it's just become, you do have something that is worth it. I yeah. I never, I mean, I had a membership at the Y and I didn't go for five months, but I paid, right? So <laughs> yeah. it's, so, but here, you know, what's key for me. And I said this before is that you are there waiting for me. And you have my program ready and you are keeping me accountable to my own movement. And by default, that's making me a better human, right? So I'm like showing up to do my work and then you're helping me improve that way. And I just didn't have that anywhere else. And I honestly didn't have the patience to do that for myself. And it's so easy to just find excuses. So your mode of operation at FLD is is beautiful that way you, you only come, well, you come for the community because it is mm-hmm. a wonderful community, but Thank you me. only come to meet with your trainers and they're there for you at that time. So it's like, Oh, I've got to go, right. I got to show up today. And, and then eventually it just becomes part of like your routine. And it's something I m- most, I would say 95% of the time I look forward to
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and we all have those days, but you, the thing is you still show up and consistency is key. So even those days, and I know I, this is, we talk about all the time. um, The fact that when people walk through the door, I mean, we say, good morning, how are you? Right. Or Mm -hmm. good evening or good afternoon. And, you know, of course we want to hear, how are you doing? But at the same time, your response back to us tells us how you're doing. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, there's times where, I mean, yeah, I know when you come in and you're fired up, ready to go, it just shows. And I know Mm -hmm. the days that you're just kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm here and I, I take it all. And, you know, so my way of approaching too, is going to be a little different. And mm-hmm. I might, I might be a little bit more nice on those days where I don't feel the, the energy levels as high. And yeah. I, did I tell you about this? Um, I was at a fitness conference and the guy was talking about coaching, uh, strength training, women's volleyball in college.
0: Oh, in the height of their hair.
1: Yes. And they would, <laughs> he found out just by, it's almost like a sociology experiment. That how the female wore their ponytail dictated their their mode, right? Wow. So if they were having a high and tight ponytail, he knew that they were ready to go, like they wanted to have a good session. Mm-hmm.
0: But if the ponytail
1: was a little low and loose, they weren't having the best of days. Yeah. So those just those little things that you learn, those little nuances of the human experience, right, mm-hmm. um, can really help us as coaches. And it's just amazing because let's talk about. You know, you you go from one day a week, two days a week, and how fortunate for us we can yeah. see you three days a week. Yeah. Um, talk about that strength, because I have a hard time articulating the strength that we give people. I mean, mm-hmm. I know the science of it, but if somebody just stopped me on the gym or on the on the street and just said, "How do you guys improve strength in the gym?" and they only had like ten seconds for me to say, I'm "Like, uh, uh, uh," then I, you know, but you don't, you have longer than 10 seconds. I want you to talk about the strength experience and how it's, how it's so much more, so much more than just muscular strength.
0: Yeah. Um, so this is a really great question or topic. When I first started with you guys, I considered myself to be in pretty good shape. I knew I wasn't the strongest that I could have been or that I have been in my life, but, um, I still didn't go in there thinking like, that I was going to get my butt kicked. Right. Um, Well, especially at
1: a gym, like fitness called fitness lined (laughs) out.
0: Yeah. I mean, I had never worked with uh, kettlebells or sandbags exclusively. So it was something totally new to me, but even the basic movements that you guys consider core for what you build upon. Right. So like your foundational movements, and then you build in the complexity from there. I had trouble with a lot of those and I was blown away by that reality check. Like I couldn't even squat deep and like my hips were so tight. I couldn't get down into a full deep squat until four months after working with you. And that was, to me, that was a huge, like, holy cow milestone for me.
1: Yeah.
0: And even, I think a lot too, like now, from now all the way back to when I first started, Some of the basic movements that I started with that I wasn't doing with hardly, I was, you know, had hardly any weight associated with it. And I could, I had a hard time doing those. And Mm -hmm. um, I never remember the name of it, but the one where you're like half kneeling and you lean over with Tan to your elbow and you. Is that the one you talk about? the, the... The Turkish get up, like part of the Turkish get up where you're like leaning over and um, I did it today in my session.
1: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're on the knee and well, it, but that going to the elbow is pretty extreme.
0: Well, but like even going down to the hand without mm-hmm. any weight, when I first started with that movement, I was like, how in the heck do you do this without <laughs> falling over? Cause it requires so much strength in your core and your obliques and your lats. And I just did not have that anymore. And so that was super humbling. And going from month to month and then six months to six months and then a year to the next year and just adding to those progressions, um, getting progressively more sophisticated and adding weight and variation. And it was just incredible how strong I was able to get over the course of, it wasn't I mean, five years is a long period of time, but like Mm -hmm. it was a short period of time where I noticed a huge difference right away. Right. And I just, it's just different strength, right? We talk, you and I talk about this a lot where, you know, you can bench press a whole lot of weight or you can squat a whole lot of weight using a barbell, but how functional is that in terms of like, if you've got to get down and scoop up a hundred pound child in an emergency, are you going to be able to do that? Um, you know, all, all those types of scenarios. And I feel like what I have gained in my experience with sandbags and kettlebells and your knowledge and all of your trainers expertise is, um, I don't like, it's a beautiful strength that is deeper than just like puffy muscles, right? (laughs) So
1: puffy muscles are cool too, but
0: puffy muscles are beautiful, but there, I just had someone, a, a dear friend of mine, she is really into Olympic weightlifting and she's such a badass. ass oh, oops, sorry, I don't know, I might have to mark that as I, explicit.
1: <laughs> now, I don't know, I had one guy um, say the S word and, oh, uh, okay, I don't, yeah, so I think, I think if we say, I mean, I will be
0: okay, <laughs> we're
1: okay, we're okay, we won't use your gym talk here though.
0: She is, yes, we can, yes, I have a potty mouth, you guys, so, um, She is working really hard on her Olympic weightlifting and she's really passionate about it. And she's also got, you know, some health stuff that she's really trying to, this is why she's doing it. She needs to get strong and she needs to lose some weight. And she it's, it there's many reasons why she's doing it, but we were just having a discussion because I admire her strength so much. She's so strong. And I just look at her and I'm like, damn, I want to be able to do that. And then, Unbeknownst to me, she's like Shannon. I look at you and I think, "Dang, her core strength has to be out of control because I don't think I could do any of that stuff that she's doing." And I, I had no idea that she was thinking the stuff that I was doing, like she wouldn't be able to do. And at the same time, I was thinking, "Oh God, she's doing the stuff that I don't think I would be able to do." Right. So it's that strange. Uh, dichotomy of like, yeah, we're lifting a lot of weight. We're lifting it in different ways and moving our bodies in different ways. And it creates a different type of strength. So I don't know if yeah, that answers your question.
1: Well, no, I mean, and I think no matter what, it's it's a beautiful story too. I mean, I like that, that both you guys are thinking the same thing of each other um, mm-hmm. without even knowing it. Yeah. You know, they, it's like kind of like beauty, you know, beauty mm-hmm. comes in all different ways, right? There's not, there's mm-hmm. not just one thing that's Always, you know, like there's so many things that can be beautiful. Yeah, I think when it comes right, and I think that's the same to strength to some degree. It's like we all have our our own vision of strength. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to think so. Your friend, I mean, I'm not going to poo poo that. Your friend is obviously going to be strong for lifting that amount of weight, Mm -hmm. and it's strong for what they're doing. So, okay, kudos to them. You know, I want to take that more approachable like tangible. How do I want to say it? it's like, I want, I want our fitness to be approachable. I want it mm-hmm. to be accessible. That's what I'm looking for to, to everybody in regards to, cause a lot of people aren't going to be called to do the heavy lifting stuff right. or snatching yep. barbells. So they, they're trying to find that other strength and I want to give them, you know, that strength that's, that's resilient. So, because I've been gym strong before and it never yeah. really helped, you know, I've always had low back issues, but once I learned how to actually move, and I'm right. always a decent mover, but you just have some of those energy links, you know, you have that weak link in your chain mm-hmm. and you're only as strong as that weak link. Yep. And so when I'd be outside and I would go bend over to pick up my young child, it's like, there goes my back. It's like, shoot, mm-hmm. how embarrassing that I'm supposed to be strong. You know, I could deadlift a barbell this weight, And, but what I like too, cause I've been on barbells for a long time. And you mentioned this before, when you're at the YMCA or whatnot, is it kind of gets boring. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, some people could stick to it and that's great. I mean, we're all called to different things, but for me personally, and for a lot of people that come into this gym, they get bored in the gym, you know, and mm-hmm. they, they want something and we're not, we don't change a lot of things. Like, that's the funny thing is like we squat, we, we deadlift, we hip hinge, you know, we push, we pull, but it's like, how many different squats do we have? You know, mm-hmm. we have a whole catalog of squats <laughs> and it continues to grow all the time because us trainers, the coaches here, I mean, we have our own little research and development sessions where it's like, even today we're talking about this exercise of faith was like, well, should we do it this way or this way? It's like, well, let's play with it. Let's find out which way Mm -hmm. feels best and how it goes. And then we all had a powwow about it. And so the, you know, that strength that you're talking about, it's a connection thing, right? We talk about this a lot is it's strength for me is efficiency, you know, and when your friend, it's funny because you're talking about your friend saying your, your core has got to be out of control, like in my mind, it's like, no, that core is in control. Well, <laughs> yes. Like, but I, I get the I get where she's going with that. But it's like, no, your core is dialed in. Yeah. And and that's the thing with a lot of our people here. And this is why after four months, you were able to experience such like changes, mm-hmm. you know, visible changes, yes, but that that connected changedness, right? The, yeah. the improvements, because our strength is neural. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's and so we get those people that are just like. I can't believe how good I feel like just after six weeks. Right. It's like, well, we're getting you to move again.
0: Yeah. And you're getting the brain to talk more efficiently with all of the muscles. And that's, what's so fascinating to me is when, because you give me pretty complex movements now where you've you've earned them, two or three or four different ways we're moving in, in one progression. And and I have to stop and think like, I have to tell my body, okay, I've got to do this and then this, and then this, and I got to keep my balance while I do it. Right. So you actually feel like you're getting smarter when you're doing it. And I realized the intention is to get everything, you know, get get yourself fully present to your body, get your body to talk to all of its parts. But it, I mean, it actually works, right. you, you're smarter as you do it. And I always well, laugh.
1: Like, yeah. Well, you're and... totally right. I mean, the <laughs> the neural component, like I'm gonna use this big word, neuroplasticity, you know, yes. the relearning of those of those connections, of those movement patterns. And that's I love that word, by the
0: way. It's a good
1: I, word. I do too, and I try to throw it out there to sound smart. And I have to like rehearse it in my brain a few times before the words come out neuroplasticity,
0: Neuroplasticity. Um,
1: but it is, I mean, it's a great way that we can help to reshape people's patternings after they've been gone for Mm -hmm. a while.
0: Yeah. And,
1: And that strength, I mean, to all your credit too, I've got to admit when you were humbled in the beginning, you know, so many people could just say, I'm done with this right? Like it's, you know, we can either chalk it off as like, yeah, it's kind of silly because I can't do it mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe it's too difficult and I just, mm-hmm. this isn't for me. And so it's been fun as FLD has kind of evolved and grown that sometimes we approach people a little differently. Like the way we used to take our first, our newbies in, like is not the way we take our newbies anymore because yeah. it's like, it was kind of intense right away. I mean, we're throwing mm-hmm. down some pretty uh, big progressions right away. And it's like, well, we got to hone this in a little bit more and we've got to grow people more and we've seen better results because of that, um, and more sustainability, you know, in mm-hmm. the early year, in the early days, I still remember, um, joking around, but Rachel Lavalle, so yeah. you know her and a lot of yeah. people in the audience knows her, i was just having this conversation with somebody this week about like how they had a little mark on their body from the bag or something. I don't know. And I remember one time Rachel got done with a session and it was, I believe it was like a Friday afternoon for some reason, it was like a noon session, new group. And she was power cleaning in a really heavy bag. And the bag was probably too heavy for her because she got bruises on her shoulders. But yeah, as a badge of honor, she took a picture of that and posted it on Facebook, you know, just saying, you know, and we all kind of like, yeah, you know, way to kick it, you know, but now coming back to it, it's like, that was not, that's not right yep. for us because the bag was too heavy. She wasn't able to clean it efficiently. The bag would have to flop on her right. and then come back down. So could she do it? Yes. Should she have been doing it that way? No. You know, so Mm -hmm. it is fun now that we can have so many different levels of everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could have, so somebody, I don't say people, I don't want to say people coast. I mean, we're always trying to progress people to a higher level and Mm -hmm. get everybody where they're at and find out what they're comfortable with. So sometimes that, for me, I've made that mistake as a coach and as a program designer, where I'm like, I know this person could do this exercise. So I put it in their program and they're doing it, but they're not comfortable with it. Like they just... There's that mental.
0: Yep.
1: I just don't feel safe doing this. Yep. And it's like, well, I, but I know you can do this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's so it's like, OK, I got to dial that back a little. you know, like yep. I have to meet that person where they're at. And but you are kind of an anomaly, I suppose. Like there's not there's not a lot of people that are like, you know, I don't know. I mean, do we we train hard all the time, but we also mm-hmm. train smart, I like to say. hmm but we're not maxing out all the time either. Like there's, now there are those days where it's like, you know, when I give you the Tim bag, the 70 pound strength bag, and you're on your knees and you're pressing overhead. Yep. And I I say like, what do I say? Like five or six or something. You know, when you hear that low volume, you know that it's going to be. Yes. And so I, and I just admire that. And I have to give you all the credit for sticking true with the program. Thank you. And I
0: trust you. I trust you. Thank (laughs) you.
1: You've- well, and that, I love that you put that there though, because I've talked about this with other fitness professionals is our job is to gain that trust mm-hmm. because when you ask somebody to step to the side, throw the bag up, lunge back, bring the bag down and then come up in a power clean and people are just like, what's he talking about? Like, you'll see you later. Um, <laughs> like you have to have some trust there because if, if somebody sees that, like I'm going to get hurt.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like, you know or- what? You've, you've not let me down. Right. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: Or, um, I'm not going to be able to do that. So like immediately they're talking themselves out of it in their heads. And, um, you know, you and I have known each other for five years now. So you, you know, that I'm the type of person who, when you give me something and you are going to be like in your head, you're thinking, okay, I wonder what she's going to think of this. You know that I'm not going to step back from a challenge that way, right? Like I want to see if I can do it, and I want to see how well I can do it. And there are definitely times where I'm like, "Wow, I'm surprised I was able to do that." And there are definitely times where I'm like, "Uh, we're going to have to try that one next week. Yeah, we're going to <laughs> we have to work up to that one."
1: <laughs> I think I think the best case uh, example of that is your power cleaning of the 80 pound burley bag.
0: Oh yeah, I'm so thrilled that it's that it's
1: easier now well right so I was gonna say it didn't start off as I mean no (laughs) and I to be honest with you when I first saw you doing this you know we talked about some of your little mistakes that you made the the double dipping the bob Mm -hmm. um cleaning that up but it was breathing so as my job as a coach and you know as we talk about a coach right like who what what is a coach I mean how does that define I heard one one of a, a coach in the industry that I totally admire it's it's coach like in the old wild wild west when you had the stage coach and Mm -hmm. you had to go from one point to the next point and your coach driver got you there Mm -hmm. so that's what the coach is is i'm getting you from point a to point b and the great thing is point b like we just keep pushing it back right like Mm -hmm. okay you got to this point b now we're going to go to c and so when we got to that burley the 80 pound power claim which is so impressive so impressive it took a little while. Like we had to get the timing down. Um,
0: yeah. The timing was a thing and the straps are a little longer. And so like it's
1: higher. And so, yeah,
0: it's just, it was different.
1: And fortunately for you, you're a tall enough female that we can justify this because somebody shorter, it's just, that's not going to work well. Yeah. It would be hard. You know, just, I mean,
0: yeah, I, I could see how that would be challenging for somebody who's shorter. Cause I even think that, you know, the, the length that you have from the straps to your arms being fully elongated and being able to have that tension to, well, to create the tension, to get the Mm -hmm. lift. And it's, I have to really concentrate on it because I know that there's like, you know, there's a couple inches that can go slack there and it can just throw everything off.
1: Absolutely. And then we pattern that and then boom, it's just, it's a beautiful power clean now. Oh, I
0: love it. I love that I can do it.
1: (laughs) Uh, but I think initially when we, I'm trying to remember that one time, I think I gave you a bag to put on your shoulder and do lunges. And I think there's a little Effenheimer that came out. Um, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> it is great though, that you've gotten to that point now where it's like, you do a lot of burly things. And mm-hmm. there's not, you know, there's only a, well, I got it. We got some strong women in this gym. I mean, for we sure. We really
0: do impressively strong women. I am so consistently impressed and just, uh, I don't know. I'm just, my heart explodes for them because it's like, yes, you are a strong female just kicking butt right now. And I just love that. I love seeing that. And I feel like women are really empowered in that state. And not that they can't be if they're not strong, but I just feel like women can, they just expand into that um, when they have that strength and they see themselves accomplishing these things. It's just really remarkable to witness. So,
1: Well, you mentioned it, you mentioned a long time ago about being comfortable in your skin. And I think when you can become strong, like no matter what level of strength you are, but when you are increased when you're improving your own strength, you know, we're not comparing somebody, somebody to somebody, Mm -hmm. it's that confidence. And it's that being comfortable in your skin. Like, wow, I am strong. Like there's Mm -hmm. that. I think, you know, they always talk about like strong as a new skinny. And I, I I vomit a little bit in my mouth when I hear that kind of stuff, but that is, Strength is something everybody deserves.
0: Yes. And it makes life so much easier in many ways. And and talk about you know longevity too, right? If you have strength, there's so many other things that if you have, you know, holistic strength, right? <laughs> there's so many other things that are easier to do. And yeah, it in, in having a journey of my own where When I was younger, I did really struggle like many people do. I struggled with body image issues and um, it was really hard for me to get to a comfortable place with within that. And there's so much pressure. um, There's so much pressure on women and there's pressure on men, too, for body image. Uh, I feel like whenever we're looking at anything entertainment wise or media wise, it's There's just this unrealistic expectation that you will look perfect and flawless. And for women, that is especially challenging because our bodies, well, men too, our bodies are just also very unique and different. And um, for me, that comfortable place was if I'm strong, if I know I can do 12 pull-ups in in one setting, or if I can put an 80-pound bag on my shoulder then I know that I'm in a place that's comfortable. That makes me feel good to know that I can carry myself with strength and then accomplish what I need to accomplish. Like if I had to pick up my child in an emergency or whatever. Right. Um, so I think, I think there's a lot to be said for being in that space of having strength. And I know a lot of people do this for competition, but for me, it's just, it's a way to empower myself and to feel good. Um, and I don't even like that word good because what is good and bad, but it, I feel comfortable. I feel uh, safe in my own body. I feel expanded. I feel confident. Um, yeah. You just feel strong. It's I like totally an, love
1: those words that you use, the, yeah. you know, the expanded and all that. And yeah. you know, kind of, kind of get back to that environment um, because I kind of had like a, an aha moment a while ago not just in this conversation, you know, there's always a lot of trainers, a lot of great trainers out there get burnt out. They leave the industry. Oh yeah. And it's, it's just a sad thing. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons to it, but Mm -hmm. the one is like, if you, if we saw each other one-on-one three days a week, okay, that would be awesome. Right. But I'm solely responsible for motivating you or, you know, whatnot. Mm -hmm. But now when you come into an environment where you have, two, three other, you know, or Mm -hmm. when we have a really full gym, I mean, we could have you and then, um, I'm trying to do the math in my head, seven other people in the gym, like that culture and that environment motivates and pushes. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when you're here and we know that you, uh, you and Katie, good friends, we try to keep you apart so you don't talk too much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but then, you know, Kathy's there and just all these other people that are just strong and how you guys push each other Mm -hmm. that takes the stress off of the coach. You know, I'm still there, I'm guiding and I'm leading and I'm motivating. And that it's just such a, such an energy in the gym, right. That Mm -hmm. it's like, so you don't have to rely. I don't, you don't have to rely on me to be your cheerleader. Mm -hmm. Right. Because after a while that stuff, like if you do that all day long, every day, no wonder why people get burnt out. I mean, it's exhausting.
0: Totally. But now it's
1: like, I could just sit back. I come over to you, show you your exercise, give you a few <laughs> cues. I'm done. Right. And then you guys feed off each other. And I, I love that. Like all and that, that builds me up as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Just seeing all the people thrive from our environment, being strong, like just the, the smiling faces on the way out.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, never, good.
1: I should say never, ever, but I don't, I can't recall the, I can't recall any time that anybody's left with a grumpy face. <laughs>
0: Well, I can't recall that either.
1: (laughs) And so it's just, but you, like I mentioned before, and I want to touch that. I want to get on that again is because you definitely bring something with your, your work ethic in the gym. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that you rub off on a lot of people in that way that you're not like, I can't do this. You know, it's always like, well, let's see how this goes. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, that does have that has like the ripple effect for other people mm-hmm. and then they see how strong you are. I mean, I've had, okay. And I'm not trying to like, I don't know. I, you know, I, Well, I, I have to
0: enter through your garage at your house too. Now After to you tell me that <laughs> you
1: might, you might. Well, because <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to like, I definitely love praising you because I love praising where praise belongs. Yeah. I've had people say, I want to be your next Shannon.
0: Oh, and it's just really? like, Oh my right.
1: God. I know. And so, or it's just some people are like, she's my hero, you oh know, because goodness. like, doing their pull-ups and you know, it's not like you do your, it's not like you come into the gym fresh and start doing your pull-ups. You wait till you've done everything and I'm going to do some pull-ups, right? So (laughs) it's the, the amount of like, I I don't know, it's just the positivity, the, the aura that you bring in the, the culture, like you add to the culture so much. And to the point where what happens if I'm busy doing something, it's like, you're my assistant coach. You go over and you're showing somebody how to do something, you know, it's just like, I was That's going a, to
0: ask you if that was actually okay because I've done that a couple times. As long as you don't busy. ask,
1: as long, as long as you don't ask to be paid right now, that'll be okay. <laughs> um, but it does. I mean, this is so great that we can lean heavy. I mean, people yeah. look at you as like you've been here, you've gone yeah. through a lot of the things. Yeah. No, you have every yes. I all my blessings to go and help somebody if they're like needing something. If I'm wow. caught in the weeds, as they like to say. Yeah. Um,
0: you're busy here. I mean, you've got a lot going on on some days. So but yeah.
1: that's, that's the amazing thing about this environment. the semi-private personal training is mm-hmm. instead of doing that one-on-one because one-on-one I was ready to walk away from that. I was just like, it's so boring. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, it's enjoyable, right? Because you get to help somebody but being able to lean in on that culture, lean in on other people, Mm -hmm. and then just to have that. So three hours, like if I come in seven, eight, 9am and I have four people, four people, four people I've done, I've had 12 people in my gym that I've trained. That's exciting. Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. Of course,
1: after you get done, you have to almost like shut off everything and just lay down for a second. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It takes a lot of energy and not just like You paying attention it's this there's an energetic exchange that's happening and so I imagine that you do need a little bit of a break but um the dynamic that is created like you were saying before among all the people that are there at the same time and we are interacting and and I love it when we cheer each other on or we tease each other or whatever I think it's amazing. And and that totally adds to my experience with the workout, especially if, you know, one of the other ladies is like, you know, cheering me on or I'm cheering her on or whatever. It's just, I don't know. It makes a huge difference. And it's a quality experience that way that I haven't I haven't had that anywhere else, like in all of my years and <laughs> all of my years. Well, we
1: know, we know for five years, you've been in the right place. So, yeah,
0: yes, I have. I have. But I think I about that,
1: <laughs> that 5% that you talk about 95% of the time, you're like excited to come to the gym. Yeah. That 5% probably what might help you. I mean, besides us waiting for you and, you know, being accountable <laughs> is that. Yes. Cause we, I'm always late. <laughs> we, we have, we have, what's called the Shannon rule.
0: Yes. I'm so glad there's a rule
1: <laughs> there is. So it's like, it's almost like if you sign up for the, if, if you're in the 8am session yeah, and it's yeah. full, but we have somebody on the wait list. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, let's put them up. Cause we know that Shannon won't be in for a little while to tell. So it's like, we can get things going. It's all good. And it is nice because well, when we look at that, when we look at our people that are coming in, you know, we have somebody so veteran as yourself that mm-hmm. you don't need the care that somebody that's brand new coming in, yeah. right? So it's like, yep. and I love that. Ex- oh my goodness! So I'm just all of a sudden like I want to go in so many directions right now.
0: Yeah, please do.
1: <laughs> please do. Yeah, the <laughs> listeners are like, please don't. I got to go somewhere right now. Um, but that's why you can pause and save and come back and you know right exactly. Yeah, I know how I know how podcasts go. Yeah. Um, the newbies with like somebody again like yourself or somebody that's a seasoned sandbagger. Let's call that it's so good that when somebody comes in brand new and they and everybody knows who the brand new people are because they're doing the same stuff that you know we've been true you start mm-hmm. here like mm-hmm. everybody starts at that square one and they build up out of that and so all of a sudden like that new person even though they're doing like the most foundational work mm-hmm. they can see where things can go mm-hmm. right they get exposed and you can't get that with a one-on-one experience I mean if I start with somebody and it's like I'm trying to tell them what they can expect down the road.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All of a sudden, it's like, I don't have to tell them. I'm like, hey, look at that person over there. You see, like, you're squatting here right now. Look where that squat can go. Yeah. And now sometimes yeah. I say that, I'm like, that might actually backfire on me because I have been told I will pay you extra money so I don't have to do that exercise. Uh, <laughs> and then I say, well, I don't need that extra money. You're going to do it. I, that's just how it is. Like, um, but that, that whole just, again, the, the culture of the gym. Mm -hmm. and being able to have the right clients and Mm -hmm. it's true there's clients that just they don't belong here and it's sad because we can't be for everybody some people are in different places in their life journey Mm -hmm. and they're looking for something else yep then that's fine like that that's freedom for me to before I never wanted to be like that I'm just like I want to help everybody and I still do want to help everybody and I do believe that we are a gym that can help I mean you're just talking about it. like we have pregnant ladies rocketed here, right? Like, yeah, it's such a good system. I mean, we have people that are, I think our oldest person is like 75, 76.
0: That what I that- think was the most surprising thing to me was the, the age range of mm-hmm. your clients and the average age of the clients. So it's, it's much older than what I was expecting when I first started, but I actually think it's pretty amazing um, because you're teaching stability and balance and how to move and core strength and all very important for any stage of life, uh, essentially, right? But especially as you are getting older. And I, I tell people that when they ask about the gym I go to, and I explain, and I, you know, I tell them this is how we do things, and and you're not going to believe it, but like the average age of people that goes to the gym is XYZ. And it's so cool because you have a lot of older people working with younger people and we're all doing the same things just at different intensity levels. And it's really neat to see that. And so I love that about the gym.
1: It's, I mean, it's so fun. Like when you could take, we could take, when you can help somebody that is, you know, 50, 60, 70 years old, yeah, and you could still reintroduce them to the movement patterns that they had before. And yeah. you, can help, you can help to make that more efficient. And you talked about the stability and balance. Mm-hmm. I, one of my favorite things I hear from a lot of people more often than not, because a lot of people are like, I, I want to tell you something, but I don't want it to sound weird. I'm like, okay. They're like, thanks to this gym. I can put my underwear on. Yeah. Standing up. Like I don't have to sit down to put on my yep. pants. And can it get any more functional than that? <laughs> I mean, I, it's
0: wonderful. There's so many things that I can do one legged now for extended <laughs> periods of time. Like,
1: like pressing out a 10 pound lever bell and you know, whatever.
0: yeah, you know, I mean, just, but everyday things where you don't realize how incredibly important that balance and that stability is, but I'm able to do it. And I'm like, wow, this is super functional. So I have those revelations. Occasionally. As well, I'm and I going. appreciate
1: that because you, you kind of affirm in me. I sometimes I, I look at all the things that we're doing in the gym. I'm like, do we do too much like marching and standing on one leg? Oh, it's, it's so like, important. I don't know, do we do it? Yeah, well, that's the thing. And then I come back around I'm like, well, no, it's it's really good that we do it. And people,
0: yeah,
1: people, you know, they they feel the effects of it, they understand the purpose yeah. of it and how that carries over into everyday life. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's strong. When you can do something standing on one leg. Yes. And that's that's, amazing.
0: Those are probably when I do post those clips in my stories on Instagram. Those are those movements are the ones that I usually get most of the comments back Mm. on because people see, like, wow, that that takes like coordination and balance and strength. I'm like, yeah, it's like looks like it's going to be easy, but it's way harder than what you would imagine it to be. And so. I
1: appreciate that. So the the comments, I, I thought the comments would be like, Do you understand that you're standing on one leg? You can put your other foot down, you know.
0: <laughs> oh, I do get like lots of interesting comments too about you know, people trying to tell me how I get to do it a little bit better or a little differently, and it would be better. And <laughs> the, just all like,
1: the ah. all the Instagram coaches out there that are gonna help <laughs> yes. you out. I, I appreciate their assistance. I truly do. It's funny. Um, one thing I did want to talk to you about and ask your uh, ask you why is well, I mean as we're recording this it is the beginning of April and at the end of April we're going to have our DVRT certification. Yeah. You have signed up for this. Oh, and yeah. I think this is great because I mean there have been I've as I've instructed some certifications there have been non-fitness professionals that have come because they're mm-hmm. so interested in DVRT, mm-hmm. but a lot of them that come to this that are interested in DVRT are doing it because they want to do it at their house and they want to just know better about it, like they mm. want to understand the system better. Yeah. And of course, you have all the access to what everything we have in this gym, including our knowledgeable staff. Yes. So what because I don't think I forced you to sign up for this. So what what, <laughs> uh, what got you to like sign up for a two-day course of DVRT as you know, a as a layperson, if you will?
0: As a layperson. Um you had mentioned it. Wait. well like last fall I think when you were just starting to plan it as an opportunity and I even back then I was thinking oh that would be kind of neat to actually have that certification whether I use it in any capacity or just for my own experience I just figured I've been doing this for five years I'd like to know more and and I could, you know, on my off days, create my own programming, right? So right. when I'm home, I could do more at home. Yeah, as let's opposed, not
1: forget you have sandbags at home. So I
0: do have I don't have a lot, but I have a big burley. I have a burley at home.
1: Got to have one of those.
0: Yeah, so I have a couple of I have four bags at home, but um I just felt like it was something I needed to do and as you know, like the work that I do, I just I really live my life by intuition and everything mm-hmm in my intuition was telling me just go do this. And then Kathy said she was doing it. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. I'm, you know, like, it's a no brainer then. And um, I just enjoy it. And I want to know more. And i like to learn. And I feel like it's only going to help me in my own personal journey and doing this. And um, I really like, you know, you and I have talked about what my goals are for Uh, moving into the future where I just, I want to have as much lean mass, lean muscle mass as I can by a certain age. And it's like a arbitrary age, but it's like, I want to see what my body can do. I want to see where I can take it and in a safe way without like injuring myself or doing something um, that would overextend me in any way. So you and I made a deal, like, okay, let's see what's possible. And I just kind of feel like this DVRT training is part of what's possible.
1: Yeah, I think How that's can I gonna help get to the next level. Yeah, I mean, opening different doors, like, and I don't know, I've there could be so many different opportunities in your FLD journey in itself. Absolutely, um, and not just by having like a certification, but and then as you mentioned, having that. Ability at home with mm-hmm. even though you say you don't have a lot of bags, and hopefully you're not comparing the amount of bags you have at home compared to our bags here. You guys have a lot. We have a lot of sandbags. <laughs> um, but it'll give you the ability and the knowledge to be like, you could put mm-hmm. together a full program used to use a minimal bags, and then think about your boys, mm-hmm. right? That yep. now all of a sudden you're gonna have even more knowledge that when they want to start doing some kind of training. Yep. That and I, am pretty sure that your husband is going to totally fully support this. um, That you're going to be having that know-how to be like, all right, this is how we're going to start.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: and that's that's so amazing. Now you do touch upon something, and I need this this desperately needs to be talked about. Yes, please. The (laughs) the um, the deal. I I don't the deal. I get see where your body can go in a safe way. It had to be more than just exercise. We had to. We had to recruit somebody special. Yes. And so I want to talk a little bit about the nutrition aspect because Mm -hmm. this I am so excited. After seven years of just doing fitness, and I can only stay in my lane, right? I'm married to a dietitian. I'm not going to pretend I know anything (laughs) about nutrition. So I, I, and it also is freeing for me, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I'm sitting here trying to say, "Oh, let me help you with your nutrition needs," and then do this, Mm -hmm. that's I'm going to be spread too thin. Yep. Um, so I stay in my lane. I know how to get people stronger and move better. I'm very good at that.
0: You are very good at that. Well,
1: yes, but I'm not good at the other thing. So it's just, it's just so providential and just being patient and waiting that we got wonderful Megan to be our doctor.
0: She's amazing.
1: Oh my goodness undervalued and- in the, in the area. Like, well, right now, she's still kind of a little bit of a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, once baby burner is born, we're going to blow up. Like, that's just how it is.
0: Got to let the secret out.
1: Yes. <laughs> and so let's talk about when you were meeting with Megan, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, all right, I want to see, I want to see where my lean mask can go. I just want to work yep. in my body, go with this. And mm-hmm. it didn't take long. That's the funny thing. Like, you know, where you were in the beginning of let's just say, I mean, let's just use 2020. I mean, no reason with, uh, uh, this thing called the COVID nineteen, but yeah, you know, just in maybe even I don't know. What did you start with, Megan?
0: I started with Megan. Um, it was a year and a half ago. So okay, so it was about twenty twenty, right? It was fall of twenty twenty, and I I was still only coming to the gym two days a week, and and then oh, in between there. In what was it, 2019? I ran a half marathon, which I don't think I would have been able to do very successfully without the core strength that you helped prepare me with. So, right.
1: yeah, and that you was, didn't get pregnant, so and I
0: didn't get pregnant. <laughs> God, no, I didn't get pregnant. Um, but so after that half marathon, I knew I wanted to start training harder, and and we did. We started training harder at the gym with um, with The idea in mind that we were going to go a little heavier, we were going to work on glutes, um, glute mass, right. And we were going (laughs) to get stronger in the upper body and arms. And I kept hitting plateaus and I had some like digestive stuff that was happening. But after I treated that, um, I still kept hitting these like plateaus where I couldn't I could do what you asked me to do, but I wasn't seeing any like changes in my body and I couldn't get past certain like strength goals. So I was just plateauing Mm -hmm. and that's when, so that was fall of 2020 where I finally just said, Hey, Megan, she hadn't graduated yet from her with her masters in um, diet, dietetics. And Mm -hmm. And I just had a conversation with her on the side. I'm like, I think I might need a little help because I can't figure out what's going on with my body. And at the time I was intermittent fasting, which I know is, can be very, very beneficial for us energy wise and body wise. Um, but I was intermittent fasting, so I wasn't eating anything before my workouts. And it definitely wasn't eating anything until like several hours after my workouts in the morning. And she's like, okay, let's do, let's just do a workup. Let's just see what's going on with your nutrition. And then let's take some body measurements and, and let me just run your numbers essentially is what she said. Well, we ran my numbers and we learned that I was only for what I was asking my body to do, what I wanted my body to do. I was only getting about 50% of my protein needs. And that was just for daily maintenance. Like if I wasn't, if I wasn't at the gym working as hard as I was working, I was, I was only getting about half of what I needed for protein. And I thought that I was doing really well. Like, I thought I was feeding myself really well. I'm, I don't eat a ton of sugar. I, I, I like carbohydrates, but I'm, you know, I balance everything out. And so many dots connected for me in that one conversation. And so I wasn't eating enough calories and I wasn't eating nearly enough protein. And so my poor body was like, WTF, what are you asking me to do, right? with what you're feeding me. So I was storing almost everything that I was eating as fat. Right. So like for those reserves yeah. and I would get migraines a couple times a month. Like I've missed workouts because of migraines and oh my God, light bulb, a thousand watt light bulb went off in my head. Like, Holy shit. Oh, holy poop. <laughs>
1: That's how excited you get. That's okay.
0: I am starving my body. And so she set up a a plan for me, like some guidelines and what I needed to be getting every day, depending on if I'm at the gym or if it's an off day, like, what are your macros? Here's your proportions. These are your goals. And I started tracking everything. And we didn't officially, that was like, kind of like side room conversation that we were having just out of my own curiosity. And then we officially went hard at that a couple months later when I started the uh, strong for summer program with you guys. And that's when we started measuring everything. And um, my migraines virtually disappeared because I was feeding my body and I gained uh, eight pounds within three months of training. Well, I had upped it to three days a week with you. And then I was feeding my body. I was at 20, um, 2100 calories per day with an emphasis on protein. And I was able to (laughs) go from like six pull-ups to 12, right? In a matter <laughs> I of- I still
1: remember when we are breaking those records. Like that a was a- couple
0: amazing. of months. And so. again, this
1: is all post-workout pull-ups. This isn't <laughs> like, hey, I want to do pull-ups right now before I start my session.
0: Actually, Shelly just today was like, Shannon, why don't you do these after your, like, your first warm-up round? And I'm like, I don't know. I just do them man. when I'm done. It's a cool down. Right. So we-
1: Shelly always asks the most obvious questions.
0: I know. Thank goodness, right?
1: (laughs) It doesn't, if I were to do this, Shannon, I would do it when I was fresh. Yes. Well, you're not me. (laughs) She
0: pointed that out this morning. I'm like, I don't know. Um, But Megan has been so instrumental in getting me to think about the fuel that I'm giving my body and then how that's, it's a form of respect, right? To to your vessel. And I really treat my body now as something that is uh, this is going to sound strange, but I treat it as something sacred. It carries my soul around Mm -hmm. and I need it to, I, I need to take care of it and I need to be good to it and I need to feed it. And I also want to see what it can accomplish while we're here. So she's been really instrumental in helping me understand even the very basics of how to care for myself and feed my body so that it can do what I want it to do or what I'm asking it to do. And we've had huge results, right? Like my
1: my booty is
0: two inches bigger. (laughs) My biceps are an inch and a half bigger. And
1: that's because of the bicep curls, of course,
0: uh, that we're not doing. We never do bicep
1: curls. curls. But that's the, I mean, there's so many ways that we go with this and it's like, it gets me excited because oh, having man. this ability, wherever people want to go with it, but for us, the nutrition thing, it's not about weight loss or weight gain. It's about people understanding and having a healthy relationship with their food Yeah, um, and knowing, because we use this analogy a lot and it might be overplayed, but how many, you feel your car when it's on empty, Mm -hmm. you take it in for oil changes, you wash it, you do all you like, you take better care of your car that lasts how many years. And then you have a body that it's just like, and I, I, it doesn't sound strange to me whatsoever. The human body, the human experience, the human, everything is sacred. I mean, there is something about that, that we need to honor that because Mm -hmm. just like anything else you invest in something, the, you're going to get returns on that investment. Yeah. So the people that don't invest well on their bodies, which is always amazing to me because without holding judgment, you know, people that don't take very good care of their bodies, it is amazing how the bodies can still survive, we, <laughs> right? Like we
0: are very resilient. Our it's human it's body amazing. Is like so I resilient. see some people
1: and I'm just like, how are they still like able to walk, you know, because <laughs> they're just, I know that they're not, you know, so it is, it's amazing yes. that way. Um, yep. But being able to help people have a better relationship with food and, you know, when we first introduced the nutrition program, just in house and we had like a little six week deal, mm-hmm. I felt like the exit interviews, so much of it was like, I never, ever knew this. And some people, their goal was to lose some weight. Mm -hmm. And they they thought that they were doing it by restricting calories, but they didn't realize like, I actually have to eat. And no matter where your goals are, whether you want weight loss or whether you want weight gain, you have to eat food.
0: (laughs) You do. And your body. So I knew this. I had a basic understanding of how your body will like the, if you're not feeding it enough, it will take what you do give it and it will store it a different way as fat, because okay. it doesn't know. You're in starvation
1: it's, mode. It's yeah. Just, it yeah. doesn't know
0: what it's going to. Well, and just to clarify for the, the listening audience, I am not emaciated. I didn't look like I was starving, but no,
1: you, even at that point, I mean, you, everybody would be like, wow, she's really healthy and sh- in shape, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. That's
0: why it was so surprising to just I mean, it just rocked my world to realize I am not feeding my body what it needs. And especially post-workout when it really needed something, you need to get your protein in like right away Mm -hmm. after your workout, if you want to build muscle. And I was not doing that.
1: And oh, you said you would be waiting hours until you ate again, when you're doing the intermittent fasting, yeah, I
0: would work out at seven or eight in the morning and I would intermittent fast until noon. And then I would have a window of eight hours where I was eating between noon and or window of six hours. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I just thought that was what was going to be good for me until I realized like, Oh shit, that's not how it works for the body. And Just when I started feeding my body, coupled with how we were asking it to, how you were asking me to move it and what you were giving me as my workouts and you were piling it on too. I was asking you to challenge me in every way and my, (laughs) my body grew. I'm like, well, I I
1: like to think that (laughs) I listen to the clients and I do as they ask, um, within reason. I had
0: to and, go get all new
1: clothes. So because that's, it's a funny thing though, but, and it's just, and it's not like the the gains that you've had, the gains with the Z, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, it's not like an unnatural look or something. You just look no. stronger. Just stronger. You know, I mean, to the fact where your posture, I mean, it's just, you carry yourself a little bit different now because you have that strength. Yeah. Um, and that's such a winning combination when it comes to the, recovery you know so nutrition that's just one part of the recovery Mm -hmm. so many people uh you know the the just typical fitness as usual gym goers they feel like all their success is going to happen in that window of time that they train yeah and like that that's like the catalyst right Mm -hmm. i mean you start going there but you have to be able to use that and all the gains and all the whether whether your gains are actually not gaining or gaining Mm -hmm all the, all the positive effects of your training session comes as a result of your recovery process. So, yep. uh, you know, your nutrition, you're sleeping, you know, it's very important that we honor that sleep because mm-hmm. that's when your body does amazing things. Yes. And yep. so to be able to start eliminating some of that screen time late at night, and we all struggle with this. I struggle with this myself. You know, I know those nights that I stay up a little bit too late watching Netflix, <laughs> or where I'm just kind of binging on social a little bit because I'm just yeah we go to those things. But for the most part, I try to do as best as I can to prepare myself for sleep. Yep, because I'm responsible for other people the next day. I can't come into work like dragging. You know, I gotta yeah. be. Yeah, gotta be just as excited as everybody else walking through our doors.
0: Well, and I learned a lot too, like um, from Megan and then uh, several people who I've met through you, like the Sand Maven, and um, I've I've learned a lot about like what you need in order to have peak performance. Like I wasn't getting enough electrolytes after my workouts. I started adding in branch chain amino acids, all the things that your body needs to actually build what you're asking it to build and to to recover Mm -hmm. in the best way. And that's made a huge difference. So I get, um, I'm going to say the dreaded S word, but I get way more salt now than, I used to, and because I didn't really realize how important it is for hydration. So, um, that was something that was like kind of a shocker for me. Like everybody says, don't, don't have too much salt And there. Yes, you can have too much salt, but we need right. like 3,500 milligrams a day for our, our body to function and for our cells to take up water efficiently. And that's so, so our
1: culture though, is like, we, we, it's the egg it's you know what it's i love
0: eggs so right but do you remember (laughs) do you remember
1: when eggs used to be that like they would say oh eggs are good eggs are bad yeah don't eat it it's no more eggs yeah poor poor eggs there's nothing wrong with eggs well
0: they're okay they're still eggs right we've just decided (laughs) that they're good again
1: (laughs) right so it's just eggs have been consistently awesome um Mm -hmm. But that's, that's where we go with all this stuff. Like you mentioned about carbs, you know, some people are like, oh, I I shouldn't say carbs. It's like, I'm, I'm actually pro carb. Um, I am too. I am too. But it's like being able to have the right amount of carbs and Mm -hmm. the right quality of carbs. Yep. You know, like I love it. My wife bakes bread and all her bread is totally, you know, everything is, there's no added sugars, no uh, corn syrup or anything like this. It's just, it's all natural and Mm -hmm. it tastes great. And it's really seedy too. There's like a lot of grains and seeds in there. And I just love it. Good. Um, so yeah, carbs are awesome. I love carbs, but I just want to make sure I'm getting the right quality and not the mm-hmm. highly processed things. Um, and then like you mentioned with salt, you know, we mm-hmm. just get on this binge where it's like somehow, some way salt got out to be bad. Yeah. And it's well, like, well, no, there's a certain limit of, yeah. you know, because a lot of people don't even understand when they eat, you know, when they eat some processed foods or whatever. And I, I don't even want to label processed foods as bad. Like sometimes in a pinch, like if, if you eat McDonald's once in a while, you're not going to die. You know, it's, it's okay. Um, if you have like a little TV tray dinner or something, like if you have white pasta, okay, fine. It's everything
0: <laughs> in moderation, right? Right. So.
1: But salt, you're right. I mean, you need salt to live and you need salt to stay healthy and to yeah. thrive. Yep. But there's so much added salt in everything. Yes. So you just have to be really aware of. You know, you might say, okay, I'm going to have this much salt, but then you don't look at some of the other things before you know it, it starts accumulating yes. and you're having too much. And yes, too much of anything is a bad thing.
0: Yes, it is. Too much except water. For sandbags, too for sandbags. Much, yes. Like you can't have too many sandbags or
1: too much mm, sand no. in your sandbags. <laughs> that sounds like a new shirt. Yes. <laughs> um, but it's like almost like the sands in an hourglass.
0: Oh boy. So
1: are the sandbags. I don't know. I'll have to work on that. You- um,
0: Brainstorm something.
1: (laughs) We should. Do you want to Um, talk
0: about like recovery post COVID? Because that was an interesting experience, too. That
1: is, you know, and what I'm going to have to say is we might have to, we're definitely going to have to bring you back.
0: Oh, oh, are we out of we're out this of this well, I mean,
1: there is no time. I, I joke, and, you know, for anybody that is still listening, and I know they are because Shannon is so interesting to talk to, and you've got so much great. And I it's like we should have put all this stuff at the beginning. I almost, uh, I almost forgot. I was like, I wanted to talk about that, mm-hmm. but we were talking before we started recording how I feel like I end a lot of my sessions with I gotta pick up my kids. And I try oh. to keep this stuff like within an hour, and my kids are fine, it's a beautiful day outside. Um <laughs> they're fine
0: they're fine
1: well shoot here's here's a story that nobody needs to hear right um for anybody in the area my kids go to aquinas catholic schools and that is a cf to get into to pick up kids um it is horrible like if you and i don't know i don't know why everybody rushes to get their kids right away there's buses there's kids crossing the street um i mean it's just like it's panda it's like just chaos yeah and so i'm like why why get there right away yep so I, I show up about, you know, I show up about quarter after three. So I think they're out by like three, three ten Yeah. And I just drive up. They're waiting for me. And if it's a cold day or a rainy day, they just kind of wait inside the door there because the school allowed them to be there. Mm-hmm. And then when they see me, they just. Run in, you know. So it's like, why would I go through all the chaos Yeah,
0: you can avoid the madhouse.
1: Really? And so it's yes. just like I it always it always amazes me when I when I pull up, I'm like, why do so many people just dash to get here to pick up their kid? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's a story that nobody needs to hear, but now you know it. I know but it
0: now.
1: We do, I do want to talk about this because you and we'll here's a teaser. You're gonna be coming on later on. Um excellent. We're gonna talk about that because covet is a real deal and mm-hmm. you got hit hard. Yeah, I, I mean. And of all of our clients, like there's been a couple that got hit really hard and you being, and some of them that got hit hard were older people, right? So Mm -hmm. you almost kind of expect that, but you being as young as you are, as in, you know, in quotes, but you are in in shape as you are, (laughs) like you still couldn't outrun what it did to you.
0: Oh boy.
1: And so that was messed up. And I would love to talk about that because actually part of that is we're segueing into the next episode that we'll do together is some of those little injuries that you brought to the gym that we had to work with.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a great point, too, because there, yeah, there were some strange things that we had to work around. Right.
1: And that's the great thing about the system and being able to work with people is that, I mean, Kathy Bloor had a broken foot. She still came in and trained. I know. <laughs> no, like, she's
0: incredible.
1: We can do things. She is incredible. <laughs> and she also cuts my hair. So she's even more incredible. I know. Um, she's awesome. Yes. I have actually known Kathy for a very long time. I think she says that she's known me as long as she's known her husband. And that's oh a good wow! Point. That's Thanks, why like- I'm, I'm her honorary vice husband. Nice. You're
0: yeah. Her vice husband.
1: <laughs> Talk to her about that sometime. I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, was a, that was a that was a laughable moment, but I am her honorary vice husband. So. Nice.
0: Awesome. And Rebecca
1: even knows because Rebecca was next to me when we declared this.
0: This sounds like some. Kind so it's of-
1: not it's not like a it's not something from Utah. <laughs> okay, like, we're not going there. I am um, I'm, I'm strictly monogamous, but there's certain duties that I'm gonna have to carry, you know, yep. first especially if Steve dies, I have to do things.
0: Her vice husband. Okay, got it. I'm definitely gonna ask her about this because this is super intriguing. <laughs> that's
1: what that's what the title of this podcast is gonna be. How is Corey some Sum- Corey the oh, vice husband? Anyway. Oh my
0: God.
1: It has been an absolute delight. And then the next time I bring you on, I never even did the five random questions
0: so you I'm didn't
1: very, I'm very sorry about that but this is more the reason for you to come back
0: it's it is it, it is I would be delighted to speak more especially was... about the five random questions
1: mm, and I'll and... have more time to think about it I already have a few in mind but I we're gonna have to wait okay happen.
0: awesome well so thank you so much I to be really continued I this. feel
1: like there should be a screen like to be continued um yes yeah, Shannon thank you so much for your time
0: you're welcome
1: and I'll look forward to seeing you Monday morning in the gym yes Yes, I'm super
0: excited.
1: And we're recording on a Friday. so
0: I've actually got, I've, I have to have a conversation with you about upping the game a little
1: bit. Holy cow. Well, we're about time to, I think you got one more session of this program and then we're turning I, on to a new program. So
0: I know. Yeah. I'll
1: have to do some more research on the internet is what you're saying. Yes. Good. Yes. All right. So for you guys, again, Shannon was an absolute delight to have. We're appreciative and we're appreciative for you being a listener. And until the next time we see each other, hear each other, Godspeed.